anytime all of a sudden I close the door to the studio mm. and we begin, I love it. Mm-hmm. Every single time. It's like magic. Almost. It is magic. Yeah. So even though I might be tired or whatever or dragging, at any moment I close the door in the studio and all of a sudden we're in this space, mm-hmm. that's magic. And I am in my element. Again, as this like kinesthetic movement kind of person, whenever I'm just in the studio, which I have literally lived my life in studios. Hello everybody. Today we sit down with Tony, a dear friend and someone I look up to tremendously. Throughout the podcast, I'm certain you will see what I mean. We walk through Tony's journeys from yoga teacher training, making the leap to leave the corporate world and fuel and feed her true self, and back in time to ballerina Tony. My favorite moment was when Tony shared her words of encouragement to her younger self. I could go on, but let's not do that, (laughs) and let's get to the good stuff. Here we go. Welcome to the Grit and Grace space. Come along as we explore experiences, cultivate community, and grow our appetite for adventure. Here we go. I feel so connected to you already just by moving together. Yes. Which I've said that you may have heard me say this, hear me say this in class, but like I feel so connected to the people in the room where it's like, I know your body, I know you breathe, I know what kind of makes you like, oh, mm-hmm. <laughs> or like what feels so good, right? Like, yes. all the stuff then. But like, I, I'm i pretty sure you have like sisters or brothers, you know, like I don't know all the like specific details of you and your story, but like, I know you. Right. And okay. that's sort of where I feel as well. So I want to go back a little bit to sort of how we became connected and mm-hmm. what that connection for me is like. And then I want to turn it over to you and be like, this is how I see you through my eyes. Number one, how do you see you through your eyes? And like, what about maybe like my takeaways is like, huh, like I never would have thought about it that way before or something like that. But for the audience, we are sitting here with the wonderful Tony, who is <laughs> an incredible yogi, yoga teacher, human friend, partner like she's just all of the wonderful things and when I was thinking about you personally sort of exactly what you just said I feel like you have such a strong sense of self and I've gotten to know your like your aura which is like a weird word to describe it but I know your energy and it feels like at home and so like you said I don't I know you have a sister (laughs) and I know your parents live in Washington Oregon close or see close but I don't know anything else that's like what makes you you and so I would love to sort of explore that a little bit more and better understand like the how and the why behind who I experienced today yeah I mean sounds good yeah (laughs) sounds great so we met at Riverflow Yoga Mm -hmm. starting I started taking classes on Tuesdays when you're teaching and then we started doing some sessions on Fridays with like a small handful of people and that's where I feel like we you know it's a smaller group so we get to talk more a little bit and know each other more intimately with just fewer people more hands-on I was trying to remember when you actually started 
because I remember it that it was like 2020 and you started to that um, Gumby yes. <laughs> invited you to join these like small private group classes that we were doing. Yes. Because he was like, I want to do my 6 a.m. yoga. So who else can I get to do yoga with me? And so I wasn't sure if like, weren't you part of that? Yes. Right away. I want to say it was like somewhere around that time. Mm-hmm. Um, which was so fun to me. I'm like, oh, look at this beautiful like human being walking in. Like you're, again, with your background. I was like, look at this gorgeous like body walking in. And look at her legs. And <laughs> uh, again, when I'm like warrior two and you just like warrior two. Um, like, I was just like, <laughs> was like who is this? <laughs> what a treat. <laughs> yeah. Truly. So. Oh, that's so sweet. Uh, yeah. Gumby has really been the glue for my <laughs> yoga community because yeah. long, long time ago, before we had moved to the new building, I, mm-hmm. I went and it was just, I think, Charlotte and Allie at the time and maybe one or two other people. Yeah. And... I sort of fell out of it, and then I wanted to start doing yoga again, and I was like, oh, well, I'll just go back to Riverflow, and I will tell you, the first time I went back to class, I drove to the old place, oh, and didn't did. realize that they hadn't even, and yeah. so it's like 10 minutes before class starts, and I'm like trying to get eight minutes down the road. Like, yeah, that's a great feeling when you're, you're trying to get to yoga class to relax, and then actually you're stressed, so like stressed out trying to get to class. Yes, so. yes, and so... I met Gumby at the gym that I go to, and I've known Gumby for five years, ten, not ten years, but like eight years at this point, just from the gym that we I was saying just from training, right? Yes. Yes, I've talked to Gumby's wife about this. I was like, Claudia, like, how is Gumby, (laughs) he knows, he knew Morgan, and he knew you, and then he, like, knows me. I'm like, how is Gumby, like... Like, does he just start talking to all the beautiful women, <laughs> like, that he works out with and does stuff with? Um, yeah. Guinness, what does she but... say? She was like, oh, Gumby. Oh, Gumby. Yeah. Oh, Gumby. She's hilarious. <laughs> She's yeah. also, like, stunning, too. And I'm like, man, Gumby, like, can get it. Yeah. He yeah. knows his, he knows how to connect with people, but yeah. he's, yeah. So then when I saw him, when I went to a normal class, I was like, wait, you're not supposed to be here. And you're like, what are you doing here? And so, yeah. yeah. And so then Gumby invited me to the Friday morning sessions and here we are. Are we going to do them again? I think people would be open to it. I'm open to it. Yeah. Um, I think it's just schedules. Yeah. Just schedules. When I think about like all the individuals in this small private group that we all like came together, just everyone likes to travel or everyone has like these like major corporate jobs that they're in. And myself as like the, the the yoga instructor, I'm like, okay. I mean, I'm here. I'm doing it. Mm-hmm. So, but yeah, I'm open to it. Yeah. So. Whenever you're ready, we're ready. Or yeah. vice versa. I think it just takes a um, that group text to start. Yeah. <laughs> to start going off. Maybe so. I'll ping ping the group after this. Yeah. But so how did you? I guess we'll start where we are now and maybe work backwards and then come back full full circle. So. You recently went through your 500 yoga teacher, 500 hour yoga teacher training. Yes. Right. Yes. And you focused in Chinese medicine or was it a different term? There was an emphasis okay. in Chinese medicine. My instructor that I, I have followed for years and I would take her online classes. She's just like this very incredible, like internationally owned yoga instructor, Tiffany Cruikshank. Her program is called Yoga Medicine, which I just really admire that she is, which like myself, number one, we're yoga instructors, but 
again, depending on what studio you go to and like what teacher you have, that can, that can, saying you're a yoga instructor is such like a broad term, like that's a huge, it can be, you can be then put into so many different categories, subcategories from there. But I love that in this training that I did was very anatomy based, very like current research, like the science behind it all, behind what we as yogis already know as far as like the shapes and movement with breath and all this new science coming out with breath that like we've been doing this this breath work forever. What well, we, I say we, <laughs> in my, you know, 38 years, I've done some breath work. Um, but that like the yoga system, mm-hmm. I like to think of it as a system. Yoga system has done this, this breath work and movement where it's like, yeah, I just feel better when mm-hmm. I do it, I just feel better. And so now that there's all the science behind it is so cool. And my instructor just does a really great job putting it all together and then offering it. And I, part of the reason why I chose it was I'd been looking to do, do it in person with her. Mm-hmm. But of course, 2020 changed everything and I kept waiting. I was like, I'm tired of waiting. So, so online I went and actually was really, really great. Mm-hmm. So So, but yeah, so you mentioned, you know, like you're 38 years, you haven't always been a yoga instructor. You, you are so many more things and not that like things should define you, but you've experienced so much more than just like the lens that I've experienced you through. And so I see Tony in like maybe the yoga box, but you see all 38 years and how you've grown and evolved and what sort of brought you here. So I guess taking one step further back, what I guess brought you to yoga as an instructor in the first place? Instructor. Um, so, uh, I'm not good necessarily remembering all the dates exactly. (laughs) Um, that's me, my creative brain, I'm definitely like a right, like creative brain, but I had been in a marketing position, which there's reasons behind that, but I was like in this marketing job in the Bay area in San Francisco, loved it. I was good at my job. Like marketing is, you know, smoke and mirrors and, you know, taking care of people, which is, that's one thing about me is I love to take care of people. And then, but after doing marketing for like six years, I was like, I'm so done with this and I need to get back to kind of more of who, who I know I always was or am. (laughs) (laughs) And that's when I was like, I quit my job. I'm going to quit my job. And I think I'm just going to take some time for myself. This was when I, gosh, I can't remember. It was like early thirties. This is where I should know more of these days better, but it was like early thirties. I was like, I'm, I was I'm someone that I was not meant to be at a desk Mm. and working like the traditional kind of hours and feeling, I just felt so like boxed in a little bit. And I knew that there was like so much more that I wasn't really getting. And so I was like, okay, I'm going to quit this job. Great company. Still love the company. It was for a retail sporting goods company. Mm. It's still privately owned out in the Bay area called sports basement. Anyways. So like great individuals that I worked with. But I knew I just needed to do something. So I was like, you know what? I'm going to sign up for, for yoga teacher training. Mm. And so to be a yoga instructor, you have to do 200 hours. And so a lot of folks are just registered yoga teachers at the 200-hour level. I did that through Yoga Works. And I knew I wanted to do it abroad. Part of my personality is that I love to travel <laughs> and just experience new cultures. And so that took me to Morocco. I used, I like blew all of my miles that I had earned from this past company 
one of our benefits was miles. So I blew all my miles and went to Morocco and like within like quitting my job and like landing in Morocco for day one of yoga teacher training, it was like two months. It was just like, it was like, as soon as I like put my mind on it, it was like, yes, we're going. And so I did that. It was a whole month in Morocco, which was life changing. It was so healing. And I came back and I looked at uh, my partner at the time and I was like, okay, you've been talking about wanting to go live in the South. I mean, I've only known California, Oregon college. I was down in Arizona, but all West coast. And I was like, I just want to teach yoga. Like I want to do it. Mm-hmm. And so we moved here in 2017 to Columbus, Georgia. And I had, I had Googled, are there any yoga studios <laughs> in Columbus, Georgia? There were like two. And it was really just because I had like clicked on this one on Riverflow's website. And I was like, oh, I like the design of this. I like the feeling of this yoga studio. And we, we got here on like March 31st and I was in Riverflow on like April 1st or April 2nd. It was like, wow. and then that was it for me. That's amazing. That was it for me. And then over six years later, that's been, still that's, teaching at Riverflow. Right. So. That must be so validating that you take such a huge leap without necessarily a place that you're certain you will land. You just know, you trust yourself to know that this <laughs> needs, this chapter needs to close. And then all of the things that stack up following it our validation that this is the right decision and this is yeah. like I'm home now and so you feel like is that is that a accurate takeaway for do you really feel like this is forever do you want to do something different in this space I well again with my history I have always been a mover I've always been a mover I've always been like again you asked me to do the podcast and I'm like well, I'm not so good with my words. <laughs> like I, I, I have always expressed my myself through movement, and I've always like just under, I've understood like bodies and just that kinesthetic movement. Like that's how I learn. Is like I need to feel it in my body, and so yes, I see myself always working with the body. I always I see myself helping others in their body and like understanding. Is it in in the same way that I'm doing it right now? Probably not. I teach some very physical classes, mm-hmm. and I know, which not always, not always, but I do teach pretty physical classes because I'm like, I love, I mean, I love that when the whole room, or even with my one-on-ones with my private lessons, like I love like just like building that heat. Heat is change. In yoga, tapas, we say heat is change, that tapas energy. Mm-hmm. Just like how you know, you can make water turn into steam or you can you can start to, you know, things start to, that energy starts to vibrate through mm-hmm. heat. And so then it's like, great, well, what do you do with that? <clears throat> that just means change. And so I do love the physical classes, but also I recognize that's it's not going to be forever. Mm-hmm. <laughs> but I know in some fashion I will always work with the body. Mm-hmm. So... Yeah, going back to just like that feeling of energy, it happens, I would say probably 80 to 90% of the time I take a class at Riverflow where there's just like moment, whether it's a few minutes or a breath or two where you just like feel the whole room like as one. Yeah. And I remember the first time that I took one of your rhythm classes, I, again, came in late. 
after the last episode I'm sure nobody is surprised about about my punctuality but and so then I was like in the middle of the room and been like a terrible week and I just remember we moved so much and so like hard in a good way and I'm just like crying and moving I'm like I'm getting it all out it's just so like powerful that words and direction and shapes can Mm -hmm. like transcend to change in the mind and the spirit and yeah it's so beautiful it's really special what to have like a whole room that's literally like vibrating together mm-hmm. again the science is that all of a sudden if we're if we're really not paying too much like if we're not like using our conscious brains to be like oh we're breathing together like naturally all mm-hmm. of us we start to breathe together naturally our heart like our own frequencies mm-hmm. like our heartbeats start to kind of beat in time with one another which is wild yeah. <laughs> that's wild to me and part of all of saying that I'm a mover and like feeling that like group energy together is that my first passion my first love was was dancing was ballet Really, I've always been like, oh my gosh! But y'all, we will take a picture for <laughs> the Instagram thing for this. But you walking down the street, like you are just a vision. So <laughs> and you'd be like, yeah, she's a ballerina, she's a model, she's a yo-. like, of course, I don't know. So that seems so natural to like you. You're like, yeah, I started my physical career, whatever, as a dancer. I'm like. Yeah, uh, duh. You know, yeah. so like, is did you stumble upon that as a child, or did your parents like try out different things? Or it's a podcast, right? So I am half Chinese and and then half French. French. I mean, my French side of the family, I'll say it. My white side of the family, like we've been in the U.S. for a while. My dad was Chinese immigrant, though he came over to the U.S. when he was five years old. But definitely, I I look I look very Asian and mixed. I'm very much a hapa. I'm mixed. But because of that, I, at a very young age, watching TV, I fell in love with Christy Yamaguchi. Yes. <laughs> and like her, and just, you know, as an Asian, she's an Asian woman and seeing her costumes and all that, I was like, I want to do that. I, I tried ice skating for like one lesson and that was like, <laughs> nope, no, nope, no ice, none of that. And my mom put me in ballet. Okay. Like, this is a better fit. Yes, much better. <laughs> no ice, no blades, like all of that. Less slippery. Less slippery. Not, not slippery, just yeah. less. <laughs> and so, and then it was something which says something very much about my character, but I was like two years old and I fell in love with like the discipline and like the rules of ballet. Like a lot of, like my friends or like even my sister, my sister did ballet too, but even my sister, it was like very obvious that she was in ballet just because I loved it because she's the younger sister, but she was very much more like she wants to do jazz and hip hop and all that. Like most kids love that like freedom of expression to just bounce around. Whereas I loved (laughs) like the rules and like you do this so that you can do this. Like it's, there's a structure to Mm -hmm. ballet and it's beautiful you know it's like it is beautiful it's hard ballet is so hard it's very physical but there is an artistry of course Mm -hmm. to it so yes ballet was my first passion and love and it's something that I pursued after high school and college and then ultimately I did dance professionally until I was about 26 27 years old is that at the same time at, that as you were working with a marketing company or before? That was all before. Okay. So I had, I had danced all that time, which is a whole, that's 
a whole podcast in itself is just the dance life and all of that and striving to be a professional dancer. You did it. I did it. It wasn't what I thought it was going to be. Ah, <laughs> right? let's talk about that a little bit. Right. It's never what you think it's going to be. Yes. I did. I, so I, growing up, I trained at the School of Oregon Ballet Theater mm. in Portland, Oregon. And that was a pre-professional company that I, or pre-professional school that I was a part of that in my head was going to, at 18 years old, I was going to graduate high school and I would just feed into the company. Mm-hmm. And I was on track for that. But then, of course, <laughs> my senior year of high school, which I, I had a very alternative high school life. I left, I went to public school, but I, I left school at lunch and I went and danced for the rest of the day until mm-hmm. like 10 at night mm-hmm. kind of thing. Oh my gosh. So I had a very like alternative high school experience. I didn't do dances and football Friday night kind of stuff. Yeah. But again, I wouldn't have changed any of that. So from from there, my senior year, the artistic director of the company changed. So, and then someone new was brought in. Yeah. And so just like with any company, dance related or or, or not, whenever there's a change in leadership, Mm -hmm. well, I pretty much knew it was like, oh, I'm not, I'm not getting the company. Yeah. So then it was like, okay, I guess I'll apply to college. <laughs> oh my gosh, that's heartbreaking. It was heartbreaking. There were a lot of tears. Yeah. As a, as like a 17 year old, it was like. Right. When you're so certain, this is like so close. tunnel vision. <laughs> yeah. Yes. Tunnel vision for sure. And that said, that's all I had ever known. Mm-hmm. So I ended up in college, which was not part of my plan at that time, but I did go to college at the University of Arizona where I, <laughs> I did study dance. I majored in dance. I tried to get like a second major and it started with nutrition and biology. It turned into a chem minor. And then at senior year, I was like, what am I doing? <laughs> what am I doing? So I dropped that. Um, so I graduated with my BFA in dance. And then, which I appreciate that moment because all of a sudden, instead of just doing ballet seven days, seven days a week, I was introduced to more modern and jazz and trying to move my body differently. During that time, I met one of my mentors and after college ended up then in San Francisco. Okay. And so I was dancing in San Francisco. I was auditioning like crazy. I think again, for your podcast specifically asking about like, who am I? Mm -hmm. That grit and grace, which I love for ballet terminology. (laughs) Grit and grace is just the act of auditioning and being like and then like air quotes failing yes so many times yes like not getting the job not getting the role so i can't tell you how many how many planes i would jump on a plane i would fly to north carolina i was in colorado i was in chicago i was in new york we would fly all over just to audition and it was always it was that no no and you would like get back on the airplane just like crushed um, and you have to pick yourself back up again and go do it again because the next audition doesn't care if somebody just said no. They're expecting your very best. Very best over and over again. And so um, I think at any high level, not just dance, but any high level when you are just striving so hard and you keep, keep getting that rejection, it's that moment, it's that edge of like, okay, <laughs> like, am I going to keep going? Mm-hmm. Yeah, I have to keep going. I'm going to keep going. Does it suck? Yes. It sucks. Okay. But you just keep going. 
at some point. <laughs> <laughs> I did. I did get some yeses. There were some small victories where I would have small contracts for three months, six months. Ultimately, I did end up getting a contract for a small company in Chicago, mm-hmm. which I was so grateful for. And so I moved to Chicago. I did at that time again with my partner. He and I did long distance relationship for almost two and a half years. Mm-hmm. I was in Chicago. He was still in the Bay Area. My dance that career, I got to travel all over and have so much fun dancing. But at some point, at some point, I just realized it, I was like, this isn't everything to me. Or, or again, it wasn't exactly how I thought it was going to be. And now there's, I want more now. Mm-hmm. And it almost is helpful in a way where this thing that you've built up as the ultimate thing, gently you start to see that it's yeah. not ultimate. And so then it makes that departure a little bit easier. And maybe, I, I don't know, you tell me, maybe it makes some of those no's like hit less hard after the fact because yeah. you see maybe the flaws and you're like, that's okay. Yeah. I I left that company in Chicago and ended back in the Bay Area. Well, wanted to go back to the Bay Area because my, my relationship was there. I fit my Chinese side of the family is all there. My sister was there and I was still like dancing sort of, dancing sort of or doing some auditions and actually got offered this dancing role that could have been like a really dream kind of fabulous moment and ultimately I said no. Hmm. So like I was ready. I was ready mm-hmm. to move forward which again in the what was that 27 years at 27 it was like okay well let me try you know doing the big girl job. What is it like to have an actual salary (laughs) and like some health insurance and like more steady schedule? Mm -hmm. Again, as a dancer, I would dance all day. And then I like to tell people I've always liked nice things, right? Mm -hmm. I want to travel. I want to take care of myself. And so I would work. I would serve tables at night. So I was ready for more of just consistent job. And so I did land that, this marketing position. And again, it was four years into that job that I was like, this isn't working. Mm Mm-hmm. So again, you, you kind of asked me, well, will, will you set the wheels into motion so you became a yoga teacher? Well, it took me two years to quit the marketing job. Oh, interesting. It took me a while to really, like, definitively say no more. But that's probably a component of that grit and discipline, and yeah. this is what I'm supposed to do, and so I'm going to do the job right, and I'm going to be the best, even though I hate it. Yeah. You know, I'm. this is what I'm supposed to do. and that's, What I'm supposed supposed to do. Yes. I think a big part of me is like, this is what you're supposed to do. Mm-hmm. Again, I had been, been living kind of that artsy lifestyle, mm-hmm. right? The artist, which I think, well, now I know like that is, I am the artist. Yes. All of us are artists in our own way, Yes, in our own way. But yes, coming out of that marketing job and being like, you know what? I'm not supposed to be in this. I thought I was supposed to, I was supposed to do this, but this is not who I am. Mm-hmm. And so I'm, I'm back being the, <laughs> the artist lifestyle of being a yoga teacher where the paychecks go up and down depending on who I taught that week. And again, I, I don't have the greatest health insurance, but... But you have that like piece of I'm here where I'm supposed to be and yeah. there's no like resistance in my current path. Yeah. Yeah. 
Yeah. That feels like home. What is, so go, now that we're back to where we are today <laughs> a little bit, Yeah. what is your favorite part of your day-to-day or week-to-week? Because it sounds like it might not be the same it, every day. It Well, it is so different, but then I will also tell you that although, again, I'm a, I'm a yoga instructor. I sub ballet classes here and there. Mm-hmm. Again, I do these little side gigs from time to time. There's something that you could you could totally romanticize this life that I, I get to live, which I do. I have days where I'm like, this is amazing. Mm-hmm. But also, uh, there I'm st- there's still a hustle, right? Mm-hmm. I still like nice things. Yes. <laughs> so, so because because I do like to travel and have nice dinners and you know treat myself. Yeah, there's still a hustle because there's a quality of life mm-hmm. that I always want to maintain. And I am I am now in a new relationship. I've been in this new relationship uh, with Andrew for, for a bit. But part of this new relationship, having met him in 2020, the beginning of 2020, which <laughs> <Yikes>. <laughs> all of a sudden it was like, oh, we're doing this together in 2020. Yeah. Gosh, how old was I then? That was That means I was 35 in this new relationship. Yes, that's about right. That math adds. Something with my finances, this is what I'm trying to get to, is that I am a very independent person. Mm-hmm. And I, again, history shows that I I don't really like the traditional, and I do, but I still want to, like, know I got it. Mm-hmm. And so, can I back up a little bit? So at some point in the past couple of years, I did uh, leave a, a relationship that was almost 14 years long, uh, Mm -hmm. that we were together. Uh, I always say that like we grew up together, but leaving that relationship was really an act of myself being like, I got this. Okay. I can do this. Mm -hmm. I can live in the nice apartment in downtown Columbus next (laughs) to the river and I can teach yoga and I got this. Mm -hmm. But yeah, I I have to hustle. My weeks are Sometimes they really aren't so glamorous. I'm waking up, like this morning I woke up at four in the morning so I could get my act together and go teach at six. And then it kept going where I I then teach the the 8.15, the 9.30, the 11 o'clock. But then I was done. Mm-hmm. I mean, it could keep going. It could keep could, going if yeah. I wanted to. But when you start to do that then week after week of like, it, it's a lot physically. Mm-hmm. And then like mentally I'm like, okay, here I go. Like, no one wants a tired yoga teacher. Oh, yeah. Right? Yeah. No one wants to, like, come in where they're going to take care. Like, I have to be really mindful of my own energy that I'm presenting mm-hmm. when someone comes in or when people step into the yoga studio. Mm-hmm. Right? No one wants a yoga teacher that's like, hi. Hi. <laughs> I'm tired. I'm tired. <laughs> so I am very mindful of that. But that also requires you... And maybe encourages you to fill up your cup outside of the studio, too. Yes. Again, I'm guilty as anyone where I go home and all of a sudden I'm given so much to teach and to give back to the people in front of me that I'm not the best partner every day for Andrew. I don't think anybody is, though. Yeah. And where, I think like sorry, meeting each other where where we are is a part of... like coming closer together and like that ebb and flow it's not going to be balanced but there will be harmony in the highs and the lows yeah but again I wish when you say you're a yoga teacher it seems like I should always live in this place of like beauty and flow 
and namaste, right? <laughs> and it's not. Yeah. <laughs> living in, the, again, living in a Western society, right? No, I still come up against the same challenges of like, okay, I overbooked myself. I know the paychecks can be great, <laughs> um, but I overbooked myself. It's too much. And then I'm, I'm now I'm working six days a week instead of just a five day week work week, right? As yoga teachers, we, I have most afternoons off for sure. Um, but I work Saturday mornings. Mm -hmm. I work Saturday mornings now for years and I only have Sunday off right now. And I did it to myself. I did it to myself, but, but also I can't imagine not doing this. Mm -hmm. So of all of that, what is your, like at what moments throughout the week do you just feel like, yes, like this is lovely. Uh, I think that changes. When the alarm goes off this morning at four in the morning, <laughs> it's like, oh gosh, this is not lovely. Oh gosh. <laughs> you have to get out of bed. But then also, I should say this, anytime all of a sudden I close the door to the studio mm. and we begin, I love it. Mm -hmm. Every single time. It's like magic. Almost. It is magic. Yeah. So even though I might be tired or whatever, or dragging, at any moment I close the door in the studio and all of a sudden we're in this space, mm -hmm. that's magic. And I am in my element. Again, as this like kinesthetic movement kind of person, whenever I'm just in the studio, which I have literally lived my life in studios. Yeah. No mirrors this time. No mirrors this time, which I'm <laughs> grateful for. Mirrors, mirrors some, if I had to look at myself all the time, it's just like, this. not you again. <laughs> you again. But again, that would be different now being 38 instead of like 28. But something about just the space is so special. Mm -hmm. And so I never, I, I can't think of one class where it was like, oh, bleh, you know, just like downward facing dog. No, mm. it's like, yes, downward facing dog, you guys. Like, yeah, yeah. I do get so excited every single time I start teaching. Yeah, I love that. And so then outside of when you're not teaching, how do you mm. sort of recover, even if it's been, you know, an overbooked week or whatever, and mm. it's just like, I need to do nothing and sit in a dark room for 40 minutes? Yeah. Or like, what is, what have you found that's worked for you that enables the sustainment of the last, yeah, whatever? It sounds funny, but I need to do yoga. Interesting. <laughs> I never would have guessed that. I, I need to do yoga, okay. right? It It's completely, teaching yoga is completely different than actually doing my yoga teaching your teaching mm -hmm. right versus doing my yoga where I get quiet mm. or I can go inwards okay so doing yoga by yourself like <clears throat> at home or no. in a class in a class okay from one of our other at Riverflow one of our other excellent instructors again I need to turn my brain off mm -hmm. we need to turn our brains off all of us just need moments where it can turn the brain off and so I need to do yoga where someone else is telling me Step your right foot forward. Lift your arms up. Okay. Right? I just need someone else. Oh, yeah. I can do that. Mm -hmm. <laughs> or if it's not taking yoga, you're going to find me walking. I love to walk. Mm -hmm. I wouldn't say it's my hot girl walk. <laughs> <laughs> but I just need to, like, mentally, like, I need to take a walk. I'm going to nap. Mm. Andrew knows. Uh-oh. She's crashing. She's going to nap. I mountain bike now. Mm -hmm. <laughs> so spending time on the bike outside mm -hmm. uh, there's something to that and also again yoga being in the wellness world 
sure, I've definitely picked up some some tips along the way, meditating or journaling. Mm-hmm. Uh, I never liked to, t- again, as a yoga teacher, you would think like, oh, I journal or I meditate and I do my hour of yoga and I do, no, N- no. <laughs> <laughs> Sometimes on my mornings, again, I wake up early before I go teach class because I just need to sit. Okay. And that can be sitting and just meditating. Other mornings, it's like, oh yeah, I'm journaling. I'm mm-hmm. just writing words on mm-hmm. a page. It changes. Mm-hmm. I think it just changes what we each need, but some form of just like sitting in stillness mm-hmm. for sure. Or again, the for me, mountain biking is I choose an element. This is something very much in the wellness world. Choose an element. So go for a hike and like feel the ground. Oh, see the green trees. Mm-hmm. Like feel the earth energy. Mm-hmm. Or on the bike, feel the wind on your face, mm-hmm. like wind, like wind, or like roll your windows down in the car and feel the wind mm-hmm. on your body. Any moment we have an opportunity for like the bonfire or a campfire, mm-hmm. right? Like stare at a fire, mm-hmm. like choose an element, take a bath, mm-hmm. feel the water element, just take a bath. Okay. I love that. Mm-hmm. That's such a different way to look at the world too, because you're, you know, you can go for a walk and just be out for a walk and like, oh yeah, there's a squirrel, but being intentional about the leaves on the trees and what month it is and how they're hanging, <laughs> how much water we've gotten. Yeah. You just get to experience so much deeper when you have that focus. Yeah. This is probably very yoga lady of me, but I also, when I go for walks, sometimes it's, I feel instead of me experiencing the world mm-hmm. I all I sometimes like to think of it as like the world coming to me mm. which is like you're seeing the same things but it's not me like moving forward into the world it's the world and all the visuals coming to me mm-hmm. does that make sense it does make sense to me <laughs> <laughs> where it's like again sure physically I'm walking forward but I could also view it as a way of like what is coming to me mm-hmm yeah, how, yeah, that f- flipping the experience to be more just um, aware, one with, yeah, and not not as like individual focus, but more like inclusive a little bit. Yeah. Okay. Inclusive. I like that word. Okay. It's like, I think it's also that's a practice of perspective, right? Mm hmm. Yoga teaches us a lot about perspective. Life will teach us a lot about perspective. But, like, how are, how am I experiencing the world? Mm-hmm. Am I, like, some days falling into it? <laughs> or am I allowing the world to kind of come at me and then I choose on what's passing? Okay. Or what have, what have I held on to? Mm-hmm. So, like, more so letting the world meet you where you are today. Yeah. Yeah, totally. That's pretty. Totally. Um, so your relationship that you're in now is very much a contrast to what you've experienced in the past and what it sounds like in a way where you've taken all the lessons learned and are your sense of self is, like you said, you're, you have always been independent, but now there's yeah, I got this. I'm confident in, in this independence. And so... On good days, yes. On go- yes, <laughs> on good days. Yeah. Through rose-colored glasses. And so the relationship you're in now seems like... Not that I knew you when you were in the previous relationship, mm-hmm. but like how you experience life with somebody now 
outside looking in, you seem so just filled with joy. And so I'm curious how you guys manage things in, in a way that maybe is like atypical from what you hear about a normal yeah. relationship. Yes. My, my relationships, again, with the first relationship, you can, I could say like, oh, like, you know, that's something I chose for sure. But again, at some point, well, I guess I should say the entire time through in my first relationship, I met this man when I was 20. Mm. I was young. I, I feel like that's pretty young. And especially at, on the West coast, especially. Yeah. yeah. There was definitely that commitment in my twenties. Did I think that, you know, at 25, 26, when all of a sudden everyone starts getting engaged, I was like, am I going to do that? <laughs> am I going to, are we going to go down that path? There was maybe moments of like, am I doing that? And then I start to question of like, oh, well, that's not happening. Like, is there something wrong with me? Isn't that what's supposed to happen? I definitely went through that whole storyline of like, aren't you supposed to get married and then have kids and then you have a house and all of that. Whereas now, whereas, sorry, I, I think I could have like, I could have chosen to kind of blame my partner of like, well, that was supposed to happen. Mm-hmm. And then when I pull back, it's like, I had no desire for that, mm. which is kind of like, like I have to like look around and be like, wait, don't I, shouldn't I want that kind of thing? Mm-hmm. Sure. I love a good party. I love dancing. Obviously. Yeah. Like I love a good party. I mean, at weddings, I'm the first to like be like, is it appropriate for me to go dance now? Yeah. <laughs> Can, I go dance? Can I go dance now? But now it's, again, I think I would like to say, or I should say that often people, women come up to me and say, Tony, can I talk to you? Like, why did you decide not to get married? Why are you not having children? Or like, this doesn't happen as much so often now, but for a while it was like, Tony, don't you want those things? Or at some point my mom, my mother was like, wait, am I not having grandchildren? (laughs) Oh no. Wait, I had a plan. I had some expectations on how this was all going to go. And I really have never had that like calling to have children. Honestly, it feels very overwhelming to me. Yeah. Very much love dogs <laughs> and, and, <laughs> and cats. cats and kitties. Um, and as far as the whole like the like marriage, what I as a human being, I we all seek connection mm-hmm. and and commitment. I myself, I mean, I guess not everyone seeks commitment, but for myself, like I definitely. I'm a very committed person. I really have only been in these two relationships and the first one was 14 years. Mm. <laughs> right. And now I've, I've been with Andrew since 2020. So that's three, three, almost four, three almost and a four. half, three and a half. So I'm definitely someone where I'm not floating around by no means. But what I realized is that, that I don't need like the, this, like the certificate that I don't need the piece of paper to know in my heart that, mm. that, that, this is a committed person in my life and I trust this person. One mm-hmm. of the first things Andrew and I, well, the first thing I told Andrew, we were like two weeks into hanging out and I was like, I trust you. Mm-hmm. And then that like, that was it. Like, I trust you. And I, and at some point he was like, yeah, I, I trust you too. Like, I just knew that like, there's that commitment there and that it really is a choice for these individuals, for myself and Andrew and for like, it's always a choice then to be in a relationship. Right. And that, for myself, I don't need that. I don't need the 
the piece of paper saying that we're locked into this. Mm-hmm. I know that like there's commitment mm-hmm. and there's active choice right. to be in it. And that's, I think that's the key piece because whether you're married or not married legally, religiously, whatever mm-hmm. it, it is choosing every day. Like, like you said, even showing up to the studio, you're like, I don't want to be here. You know, there's <laughs> days like that in yeah. your relationship too, where you're like, yeah, I don't want to be here. I can't emotionally like engage. I'm like, my cup is empty, Yeah. but I am choosing to stay and choosing to love, even though maybe yeah. my love today looks different than it does when my cup is full or vice versa. Yeah. And so I think that choice there is, is the key component that gives it so much strength. Yeah. Mm-hmm. I think there's something really special to whenever we're just making that, that active choice mm-hmm. to just, yeah, I'm here. Mm-hmm. I'm here and I trust you. Right. <laughs> so you guys are going to maybe travel sometime soon? Yeah. Yeah. There are plans to travel with Andrew's schedule. It will begin to open up a whole bunch. He's getting out of the army um, end of this year. And so his 2024 is he plans to travel and that's it. Mm-hmm. Um, and so I plan to join him mm-hmm. during those moments. Not everything's worked out, but he is going to be doing the whole like van life situation while he skis in early 2024 and so I plan to meet him mm-hmm. I've also been telling people that this is like the most yoga lady thing <laughs> I love doing. it I lo- uh, doing the whole van life mm-hmm. but I am excited for it I was actually talking to a friend today and she very much is a traveler she's been all over the world as well and and again in my in my 20s and even early 30s it was like I need to like get out of the US. I want to travel. I need to like go to the most remote place that I can find to like experience. Which is yeah. Like go do that. Mm-hmm. Go put yourself in like different new places and and taste and experience new cultures. I think I had to kind of like get that out of my system because now it's like, well, sure I'll go to Patagonia, but but also but also I don't mind just going to like, like, I don't mind meeting. I would meet my friends back in, in California and just spend a weekend there. Mm-hmm. Or let's just go drive north to the North Georgia mountains and spend a week mm-hmm. in a cabin somewhere with friends by myself. I feel like as much as I love travel, of course I love travel, but more and more it's like, I don't feel like I'm, I need to run away to some faraway land. Hmm. This is something about travel that I've always said that yes, we can run and we can like experience and you're like, I'm, I'm somewhere new, but always travel just reminds us like we're right here the whole time. Yeah. I'm getting like goosebumps all over. <laughs> Go on, continue. That, that as much as travel is like, I'm trying to find myself or experience a new situation that actually has always been with me. Mm-hmm. And yes, just putting myself in new situation, new situation was just a reminder that like it was right here the whole time. And you don't have to go to Turkey or. I mean, I want to go to Turkey. I also want to go to Turkey. (laughs) Yeah, I want to go to Turkey. Alexander, maybe not so much, but we'll get there. We'll we'll get the boys on board. But you can have that same, not like out-of-body experience, but that same extraction being 45 minutes in a field of something different than 
your apartment and the trees that you see every day. Yeah. And that is like a revelation that I've never really considered before because I think you might have been going down this path, but travel is sort of like an escape and just like, I just want to break out of this box and like escape to where no, I don't have to answer emails. I don't have to call whomever. I can just be invisible, Mm -hmm. but realizing that what I'm craving is what I'm not maybe giving myself in this moment and you can do that I can do that here you can do that here and yes now. yeah you can do that here and now and that's very much like yogic philosophy mm-hmm. where it's like turn the noise down like close the computer shut your phone off like put it down go sit underneath the tree mm-hmm. <laughs> like, go pick an element pick an element yeah and like remember like that we have that you have that choice we have that power to always come back and yes travel's lovely yes <laughs> i like nice things <laughs> but but also like i don't need that escape as much as i like yearned for it so badly in my 20s mm-hmm. which i think you have to go through that you have to like you have to experience all of that to remember that it was right here mm-hmm. the whole time and so with that i don't i don't want to ask a leading question but one of the questions i have for you is there is like a little bit of an age gap. You're 36, 38, 30, mm. basically 40. I tell people basically 40, basically 40 <laughs> old look. Yeah. And so I guess like we're close enough that I feel like our lives and in places where there's very, like, a lot of relatability, but also there's so much wisdom and going through the highs and lows of the 38 years that I'm like, oh my gosh, I want to extract all of the little nuggets and like (laughs) stuff them in my 30 year old pockets. And like, maybe I can transition that wisdom today. But my question for you is what would you like give us maybe words of encouragement? Because I don't know if maybe a 20 year old would or 25 year old would listen if anybody tried to tell them anything sort of like you said, you have to go through that thing. But what words of encouragement maybe would you have for your younger self? I would say that you're doing it. Okay. Exactly what you're doing. You're doing it. And you're doing a beautiful job. I love that. You're doing it. Yeah. That everything. Yes, you too, Disco. Disco. She's giving me me faces. I would tell my younger self that you're doing a beautiful job. Mm -hmm. And would you have believed yourself? No, probably not. (laughs) If I were to really sit, yes, I'd be like, okay. Mm Mm-hmm. Again, I think all of us have to go through that action of I'm trying to prove myself. I'm trying to build something. I'm trying to like, you know, like at one point, right, it was like, I just, I'm supposed to make a salary and like, this is what you're supposed to be doing. Yeah. Good, good job. Mm -hmm. Or no, I quit. I just want to like, I don't know, hike a mountain. Great. Mm -hmm. Do it. Mm -hmm. You have to go through all that, but know that you're doing a beautiful job Mm -hmm. and you're exactly where you need to be. You're exactly where you need to be. Yeah. There's nothing you need to change or fix. Mm-hmm. There's nothing about you you need to change or fix. Do you hear everyone? Yes. <laughs> There's nothing you need to change or fix about yourself because you're already doing it. I love that. Oh, thank you. Mm-hmm. My last question that I ask everybody is if money was no object and you woke up tomorrow, what would your perfect day be? I knew this was coming. <laughs> <laughs> She's prepared. I, ju- I when when Andrew's like, or like, you know, when the lottery is like really like 
millions of dollars. Uh, the first thing I'm always like, I'm going to get a new car. <laughs> <laughs> so I joke that I, w- I would get a new car. But again, my perfect day is really like, yes, I would, one, I would wake up to no alarm. Mm. Just wake up to no alarm, which naturally I would, I would wake up probably pretty early. I would do some form of movement, of course. So whether that's yoga, it would probably be yoga and or mountain biking or both. Mm-hmm. Somehow in my perfect day, I would do both. And then whether it was here in Columbus, Georgia, if it was in London, if it was back in California, uh, I would want either a lunch or dinner where all of like my beautiful friends are together, yourself, like you included. Like, I just want, like, I love being surrounded by the people I love so much. I'm a very loyal person. So just having like the people I love so much around me, my girlfriends, we don't have to get into it on this podcast, but my girlfriend relationships, I know are 100% so important to me and I need that. They feed me very different than my relationship. Mm-hmm. Of course, I want Andrew there too, but mm-hmm. I need my girlfriends. I need my guy friends and I need Andrew there next to me to share a beautiful meal together. I love good food. I love to eat good food. Do you like to cook good food? Yes. Something about, like, I have less interest. <laughs> Andrew would be like, she doesn't cook for me. I do. <laughs> I can cook. My mom, my family would say, like, I was the cook for a long time for the family. I do love to cook, and I know I can cook, like, some very good food. But it just to have, like, good food, whether I make it or Andrew and I make it mm-hmm. or he's so good at his North Carolina barbecue. Like, if he's making it, then great. But just to share a really beautiful meal together... Yeah, it, my perfect day would be in a, on a mountain or it would be at the beach, but really it'd be like, who am I with? Mm-hmm. And can I move my body? Again, I'm so grateful that I have been able to do all the things that I do is that can I move my body and can I spend some really good quality time with the people I love? So. Mm-hmm. I love that. That's so fun. I'm going to ask you again a year from now, How? <laughs> when was the last time you got to have your perfect day? I have a lot of really perfect days. Honestly, I feel so grateful. I got to, I, this is side story, but I got to, recently I was up in Boston where I got to like spend some perfect days with my sister, Mm. which interesting. Who lives in London. She lives in London, but we got, she was in Boston for work. So I flew up and met her. So we had some beautiful time together. My birthday this past year, most of my birthdays the past couple years, I've been so grateful that I've been able to have some friends come together and share a meal together. And I got dressed up cute, right? Yes. You get cute. <laughs> so fun. Which is so fun. And I have some days I know ahead in the in the coming months that there are going to be some really great days. Wonderful. So, so I'm grateful for that. Cheers to perfect days. Thank Cheers you to perfect days. Thank you so much for coming. Thank you. I'm honored to have shared <laughs> this space and this conversation with you. And I hope to know you forever. 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 Every variation of ourselves. Yes. Thank you. Thank you. Thank you. Thank you.